3: Always follow, the follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly
4: Howard on vSend. Off and running here on a Thursday. We are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. This show, as always, is brought to you by DraftKings. We are loaded today. We're going to have Paul Stone. It's an unusual time because of uh, the game being on Monday, the national title game. So Paul's going to be on today talking. Washington, Michigan in 45 minutes. Brad Power's on the program today with the same thing. Mike Palm is going to be in studio, and uh, Mike Pritchard will, will be on the show today as well, Paulie. It's a um, it's a sad time of year, right? Because we have no Thursday night football game to discuss today.
5: Yeah, and also Sunday with Scott Hansen signs off. I mean, that'll be it. We'll see you in September. Oh. You know, that's, oh. how, that's how that sucker goes, too.
4: That's why so. I said yesterday, like, I want that national title game. I know it's going to change next year. But if they could just drag this out for a couple of more days and then give it to us next Thursday, like Wednesday or Thursday instead of Monday, that'd be great. And once we get to uh,
5: the next playoff, then we're gonna have it'll be bedlam. Once we get to the middle of December, yeah, you're gonna have big time playoff games, uh, NFL games, and in the quarters in the first round of the college football playoff, and that's gonna be
4: nuts from this middle of December till late January. Right. So that that's I mean title
5: game January
4: twentieth in college. We'll get the playoff for a full month next year. Not just one week. That's right. How much better is that? Yeah. That's tremendous. But you're right. Sunday, obviously, the final day. The sun's going to set on the 2023-2024 regular season. And as is the case every year, right, late, and uh, specifically the final week of the year, the way these teams treat the games, they have something locked up. They might not be playing for anything. Guys are hurt. You know, it's a messy quarterback situation going into this week. And I don't know. Would you say that week 18, as of right now, has been a trickier handicap than preseason games? Because then you get a pretty good read, like in August, when coaches come out and tell you pretty much what the game plan is going to be. Trying to you know, decipher what's going to happen still a few days out, a little bit tricky here. With, I know the quarterbacks are going to be in play now for a lot of these teams, but how long are they going to go? How long are they going to be out there on the field? Well, some weird
5: stuff can happen, too. Sure. I mean, this is who knows what guys like Gabbard are going to do and uh, Carson Wentz. So a lot of this stuff isn't a surprise. We knew what Cleveland was going to do. I, d- I don't know what Vic McVay's doing. This this really surprises me what the Rams are doing. So it's Carson Wentz against Sam Darnold. And then not only is it no, uh, no Stafford, no Stafford, no Darnold, no Cup, no Williams. And once Puka gets thirty yards and gets the rookie record, he's out of the game. So it's like, okay, you want the seven, and you're gonna go take on uh, Dallas. Okay, right. I mean uh, that's uh, how they're gonna play it. And then well, they could still win the game, though, I guess. But Carson Wentz could win the game. But then you're going against Darnold, and then what is what does San Francisco do? And you're right. How long are these guys in the game? And now it's it's no one playing with Cleveland, and it's it's Driscoll, and uh, and that's up to seven with Cincinnati. By the way,
4: first half numbers are starting to pop. Uh-huh. That's uh, a good angle. Yeah. I, I bet the Bengals uh, minus three, minus 15 cents before the show started in that first half. And look at the way the game now has completely moved all the way up to seven. And you've been all over this game since Monday. You've betted a couple of times on the Bengals side. And it is, uh, what, what the first number that you got on the game, by the way, was it four and a half? Yeah. Okay. Um, so the, the first half is three. It, Jeff Driscoll has been with the team for four or five days and he's going to be making the start, and they're going to be sitting everybody. And now the closer we get here to this game, you know, the more people are suggesting they don't want the Bengals now, they don't want to go winless in the division this year, mm-hmm. and they might want to finish the season on a bang. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, it's, so coming, then, it's
5: coming from the head coach. Sure, I love it. Sure. Can't so, beat that
4: quote. So now I'm betting on Driscoll looking really bad in the first half, and the Bengals player, players being hyped up for this game, and I'll, lay the three, I'll gladly lay the three here. Okay. That's right. Did there are you? other spots like that because right. you, the, the Rams game, like you said, so once once Nakua gets the record, that's probably going to happen right away in the game. Like, let's just pepper him with, with, you know, easy targets, get him the record, get him out of the game. But the Niners, other than Purdy and McCaffrey, I think they're going to go. Yeah. The way it sounds. So is that another first half angle that is worth taking a wager on? And there's, but as far as the game though, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't fall out of my chair if Wentz scores like twenty four points though. Well, here's the I mean, thing, right? That's, I
5: mean, the guy's a veteran.
4: Yeah, Wentz, Wentz is gonna want to go out there and look good, huh? Right? He's been. When's the last time he played? Top of your head, it's been a while. Washington, right? So, and and it, his career just took. I mean, you want to talk about a one eighty from where he was at the MVP favorite before he got hurt. The year the Eagles won and then that since then, just completely off a cliff. Yeah, the guy wants to go out there and play well and look good. He's a pro. He has pride. Yeah, right. I'm I'm the same way with Kansas City. You, you still want to go three and a half with Easton stick against Blaine Gabbard? There's no way I could do <laughs> that.
5: I know that's crazy.
4: I under yeah, you're exactly I right. I understand how the Chiefs are going to approach this game and say what you want about Blaine Gabbard, but it's you still on the flip side. Give give me the case for the Chargers here. Make the case for LA. Mm-hmm. Other than Chiefs so, aren't make, playing their starters. Okay, fine.
5: Sure. How many Charger fans will be at the game? I mean, it's on to next year, and they've narrowed down their their coaching search to apparently four people, and they're going to swing for the fences. Yeah. So that, that's all about next year. And let's just, again, this I can't wait to talk to Mike Pritchard about the U Hauls being backed up. And How many teams fit the, that category? You know, the, this great, week? Mi- the great Mike, the great story Pritch has told many times. He's on the Falcons team. He's screaming, he was a rookie. Come on, guys. I think it was, yeah. Uh, come on, guys, let's go. Let's do a bet. Shut up, rookie. We get paid Monday, was what Rozier said to him. So I'm uh, <laughs> imagine what these veterans are like when they know the season's
4: over and they just don't, don't want to get hurt and let's just get out of here and start the vacation. Yep, so it starts Saturday. We're going to get Tyler Huntley versus Mason Rudolph. Really no surprise there. There was a back and forth this week about Lamar. If he does play, how long could it go for? Not going to happen. That's mm-hmm. going to be Huntley-Rudolph there. Then the Wentz-Donald game. And then the, the rest, and I think people are going to panic and it's going to be recency bias. But I again, we need to be reminded, this happens every single year. It's Gabbert, Driscoll, Wentz, Mullins, Simeon, Stick, Tyrod Taylor, Sam Howell, Mason, Rudolph, Stidham among the starting quarterbacks for this week. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Yep. Other observations. It's almost, it is historic what's going to happen
5: this weekend. You can't count the early 80s when we had the strike year. I mean, 20 teams are still in the mix for a playoff spot in week 18 it's the most since 1982 yeah you're right you're exactly right. right the other thing is we have weather you know it's going to be cold in Cincinnati uh my guy Richie and others reached out in Boston there's they could get dumped on during the game before the game big snowstorm could be a Belichick special I want to beat the Jets again go out a winner and maybe it could be a game like that Monday night against Buffalo where it's The weather's so bad, you can't even do anything with the passing game. Sure. And Belichick has something ready to go.
4: So a little bit later on, like an hour from right now, we're going to go. We have several questions this week about the betting board in the NFL from a point spread uh, perspective. This is one of them. Why is there money on the Jets this week? Because of the snowstorm? That wouldn't be the reason why. Is it because people are thinking the Jets don't want to lose 16 straight times to the Patriots? Oh, yeah. Good luck with that. Well, who cares? Where where, where was the pride before this? You think they didn't want to snap it when it was at five games or seven or ten? They've never been able to do anything about it. Right. And Belichick against the Jets quarterback situation for his entire career? Right. It's been total domination. He's one of those games with Mac Jones who hasn't done anything. That's right. Yeah. I don't understand the money on the Jets this week. Right.
5: And they've been so bad offensively, and the Patriots have been good down the stretch, ruined Denver's season, and and went into Pittsburgh and won. So uh, I, I'm, that's I'm baffled by that. I'm baffled by the Minnesota money, like like our guy said from Dungeon of Doom, it's like Dan Campbell's not going to BS me. He says he's going to play these guys, and he's they've turned the page and they're ready to go. I believe Dan yeah, Campbell. That's so. I mean, no, Mick Mullen, Nick Mullins moved it on the first time, but still, I think Detroit's out there to prove a point and. Uh, and get a win. you never know. Stranger things have happened. Yep. Maybe Dallas uh, stubs their toe. You never know. They, the other thing I can't get – some of this stuff isn't far-fetched. There are two angles I love here. Jacksonville can still lose and make the playoffs. It's not far-fetched. They need a Pittsburgh and Denver loss. And the other one is, is the Saints could still get in here and sneak yes, in. Yes, they can. Not the division, the wild card. Saints win, Green Bay loses, Seattle loses. Mm, that's all. Two all and and that's a, you're talking about a three-point favorite, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Sure, that absolutely could happen. Mm-hmm. So, and then the Atlanta money, which is surprise, little Atlanta money on the road. Right, but that's that's not far-fetched either. the Saints could be maybe be the seventh seed here. So there's there's so much going on here, Week 18, and and the, and the late games are going to be bananas.
4: It's fascinating. Yep. So I, again, I bet the Bengals first half before the show. Uh-huh. I'm pondering a first half bet on the 49ers as well. Because if those starters are going to go out there, not name Purdy and uh, McCaffrey, okay, I'm fine with that. And I want to know again how the Eagles are going to approach this game. Because I, do they actually... They need a win. Do they, have, they need but, to look good. They need to play a complete game. What, what if they flip it and say, we're not playing anybody? I think that's... Cowboys are going to win their 13-point you know, favorite. Screw it. We're sitting, sitting our guys. Well, you got a scoreboard watch. I mean, what if
5: it's 7-0 Washington I, that's, first? I,
4: that's exactly right. Yeah. I don't know how you could do that. Yeah. A.J. Brown's saying all the right things, too. But, they, mm-hmm. I mean,
5: there's trouble in paradise there, no doubt.
4: I mean, I want, I want Uncle your Sal lit him up yesterday. He did. He was awesome yesterday on the show. Uh, here's one mock draft. And I lo- if it would fall like this, I think it would be uh-huh. unbelievable. This is from uh, Tankathon.com. They do a great job with some of the NBA and NFL stuff. They have the Bears going Caleb Williams, number one, holding the pick. Drake made a Washington, number two. Mm-hmm. Jaden Daniels, Heisman Trophy winner to the Patriots at number three. So quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. They have Marvin Harrison going fourth to the Cardinals. Neighbors going fifth to the Giants. Brock Bowers eighth overall to the Jets. Michael Penix ninth to the Falcons now. Really? They said big-time riser after what Uh, he looked like against Texas. Oh, come on. The Jets need an offensive lineman. You can't go tight end there. Oh, man. I know. And then they have... Roma Dunze going to the Bears at number ten. So if they oh, would, tra- I love it. if they would trade Fields <laughs> and go Caleb Williams number one overall, and then take Roma Dunze number ten, is that not like a phenomenal start to the draft?
5: That is awesome.
4: Like e- even not, uh, I'm a guy who says Bears need to trade if they get like three first round picks. Uh-huh. If they could do this and like O'Dunze would be there, and I think he would be, and they would take him and then tag team yeah. him and have DJ Moore and. Uh, some of those weapons now on the team along with Caleb well, Williams
5: Ooh. once again it is staggering and mind-boggling
4: how many people were not familiar with Washington until uh, the playoff game yeah. embarrassing yeah. uh win some lose some is up next uh maybe something like this was inevitable but it actually resulted in a 10-minute delay last night we'll tell you why coming up next
1: watch what you want when you want immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4k picture and sound for every budget with sizes for every room find your perfect Philips roku tv today online or at your local walmart and sam's club
5: become a visa pro subscriber today get a daily email recapping all the best bets every host and guest unlimited access to the visa.com slash page sort by sport match update and more Check the leaderboard to view betting records, profit, ROI, who has the hot hand, pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, great dog videos. Sign up now, 999veeson.com slash subscribe.
4: All right, how about some games that uh, really don't mean anything in terms of uh, overall playoff position this week, Um, and what do they really have to play for? Number one, Browns and the Bengals, right? Okay, and you've been all over this again since Monday. You've bet the Bengals a couple of times. you got better numbers now than where the market's at. You bet, bet them immediately at four and a half, why, and I, then at six. I'm not splitting the atom here. I don't I don't understand why no, everyone I, knew this.
5: Stefanski says, I'm not playing anybody. Right, he came out right away and said, I'm not playing, guys. No, I didn't think it'd be Driscoll off the street. Yeah. But they weren't going to play anyone, and you thought, well, okay, it's not going to be like the best motivation, but certainly now money quotes out of Zach Taylor. Now, We're going to do everything we can necessary to win. We don't want to go 0 and 0 for the division, and it would be nice to go 9-8. and 8. Does
4: Driscoll have a little flacco fever in him? I can't. Off the couch, <laughs> five days, no. bombs away, goes no. deep. No, um, no so, help around him. This is run the ball, go home. So this is interesting in terms of Circa Survivor, uh-huh. and more on this with Mike Palm coming up in about 45 minutes. L.A. Jones, who is one of the four remaining entries, and they're playing, you know, they, there has been a chop. But overall, the pot was nine point two million dollars. He already said on Twitter that he's not going to take the Bengals. That's what he tweeted. He can change his mind, but that's. He can. I mean, sure. they're laying
5: seven points. But this guy's been living right. He's he made a multi million dollar mistake on Thanksgiving. He he selected Green Bay instead of Detroit, and then the proxy calls him the following Saturday. Hey, you got it. You're picking. And he told us on the air there's a chance he wasn't even going to answer
4: the call. Yep. Because he, like, he had no idea he was going to send it to voicemail. He was driving. I think he was driving. I think he said it was like 45 minutes or an hour before the deadline. Huh. This is two days later. Because, again, Thanksgiving is, is its own separate week. He assumed that he clicked on the Lions on Thanksgiving Day because the proxy has it set up where you can submit it on his website. And then, nope, he had the Packers. Had no idea, thought he was out of the contest. Remember, he told us his, his mother passed away like the week before. Yep. So he's like, his mind isn't right. He just assumed that he was out of the contest. And all of a sudden, there's a phone call. Well, I guess I'll answer.
5: Right. It's still, Bill, could be could be worth uh, you know a couple million dollars here, too. What these guys are still playing for. Four guys left. Our guy, Indiana Jet, who we met. And he watches every day uh, out of the teams that are favored. The options, Cincinnati, New Orleans, Green Bay, Las Vegas, and New England. What would your pecking order be there? Uh, i go Cincinnati 1. Oh, God. Saints 2. Patri- uh, oh, boy. I think I'd go Raiders 2. I don't want to take the— I, I want to take someone at least has something to play for. So I'd go New Orleans over New England. Yeah. And I
4: don't, I don't want the Packers. No, neither do I. I don't want to do that. Here's what the Raiders have to play for. Devontae Adams and I others have already come out and said, Pierce should get the job. Yeah. I think they're going to want to go out there and play for him showing Mark Davis that this guy should be the guy next year.
5: L.A. Jones also has Pittsburgh available. Oh, he's the only my. guy. Oh. Yeah? Do it on a Saturday? Get nuts? Whew. Tough. I'm surprised well, well, he said that. But again, that's, again, you don't want do you want to be on the same
4: side as the other guys, but that's, who yeah. knows, maybe three guys take Cincinnati. I well, don't know. So he's playing for, at minimum, an additional $500,000. Hmm? Right? Because $2 million is up for grabs yet. Hmm? It wasn't a full chop. They chopped, right. like... I think according to, well, we know, like $7.2 million. So they're going to play for the additional two. $500,000 minimum, maybe more than that, up to $2 million, You want Pittsburgh?
5: On the road against Baltimore? It's also a beautiful hedge, though, too. I'm laying, who knows where that number goes Sunday with Cincinnati. Could keep going up. Might be eight, eight that's, and a half. I don't that's, know. That's a
4: great point. Where it's you great could, for a hedge strategy. You could have the Bengals as your final, and then if it goes seven and a half, and then you win everything? You scoop Jackson? Yep. Okay. I, I don't know what
5: Mark Davis is going to do, but now the whole locker room is behind Pierce. And I'm with you. I saw enough last week. Guy's punting fourth and one in a must-win from the opponent's 40-yard line. Oh,
4: oh boy. I'll have more on uh, okay. a coaching, a potential coaching situation in about 25 minutes. What would you do if you're Matt humans? Can't wait to ask Mike Palm this coming up. He's
5: first and third in the quarterly. Give me two, Utah. Two.
4: <sighs> okay, so how many of the... Well, rest assured, the numbers are going to be different at Saturday's deadline than when they pop today on the openers for circa millions, right? He could take stale numbers. So do you go... He could go
5: opposite. I don't
4: know. Let, let's say that, because again, yeah, he's got two of the top three overall in the quarterly, playing for a lot of money here, six figures. What if there are five big line moves come Saturday? Do you put all five on one entry? And then go opposite on he the other? Yeah, he could do that. All in on one then? You could also
5: just say, I'm hot and I'm grinding Whatever I like, I'm playing. I'm 17-2-1. I could live to 90 and be in this damn contest every year. I'll never get a 17-2-1, uh, what he's
4: doing. Well, so, humans, as he's, humans is on fire. As he said, he's seen the board now, right? It's like uh, Bradley Cooper and Limitless. Okay, but Take the, the pill, everything opens up a little right. bit. What a movie. God, it's a
5: good movie. Uh, how about the uh, how about the one loser he had though last week? He took Carolina stale number. Yeah, all right. It was six and a half in the contest. Came down to three and a half. I took Never them in the game. contest last
4: week. Yeah. Okay, so maybe a lot of people factor. did. Yeah. Okay. So, so it doesn't we'll see. always. That's actually part of the strategy, right? Is like, okay, you know, people are going to be on that stale number, so it's like, mm, do I stay away or do I go actually go on the opposite side to try to steal a game?
5: How about this angle? We've asked this. Everyone we asked this several times, whether it's baseball or football, in August. We had there was a blackjack tournament and the draft afterwards. Everyone got a pick. There were thirty-two people. So every so it goes back to the AFC was a force. It's just San Francisco and Philly in the NFC. Who would you take if I gave you a free Super Bowl future? And there are some big tickets on the line that are out here. This is back in August, and Mike Palm tweeted this out. First pick went Philly. Then it went Cincinnati. Bad break with Burrow. Third pick in the draft, eight thousand dollar future, the Chargers.
4: Yikes. Well, you were betting on variance there. Uh-huh. Right, for Staley to actually have it go his way, and it never right. did. This is the one I took the 49ers eighth at 7-1. to one.
5: You took the Jags 10th Yeah, at 33-1 to one for 2,500.
4: Well, and, and the Ravens were a consideration. Oh, yeah, and but I went was, 13th, yeah. I was deathly afraid
5: of that division. Yeah, I thought about it too, but I'm like, I have to go NFC here. I mean, I got, I got the Niners, come on. I have the most talented team. Nicholas Lombardo is live. He took Cleveland,
4: 11th, 38-1. to No, that's a good-looking ticket right there. They he, didn't go in the last draft in December. I was shocked. The Browns went one pick behind me, taking Jacksonville. Okay. But, yeah, look at all those dead tickets that were taken immediately in the draft. I know. Yeah. I mean, it, the, the, the Cincinnati, b- dead. Chargers, dead. Minnesota, dead. The Bills might be dead. Bills a could t- be
5: dead. 10-win Bills team. The, yeah, the, the third team, the, the, theme, the team with the third best odds right now to win a Super Bowl could miss the playoffs yep. could get the two could miss the playoffs uh Patricia Valdez Packers 71 to 1 2500 she wins she's in can she can maneuver okay that's a look at the she, first 60 well she really wanted the Eagles to win the division would have been such a better yeah, matchup prob- yeah. for green bay now it gets interesting now look, let's get nuts okay you got Michael Sanderson the Saints 25 to, uh what is it 28 to 120th uh-huh. but look at this Look at Chad, the Rams, ninety-two to one. He's in the playoffs. A two-thousand-dollar ticket. And then I have a piece of this ticket, twenty-seven. Scott Tribuco, the Houston Texans, two hundred and fifty to one for fifteen hundred dollars. Come on, win Saturday. Let's go. Guess what? Twenty-eighth, the Colts, one hundred and thirty to one. This guy winning in same situation, and now. I believe, do you remember this? You were sitting right next to me. Look who went 29th. If Tampa wins, they win the division. I think the guy didn't even show up for the draft. He did so bad in the draft. Yeah. I think he was assigned the Buccaneers. I think you're right. I do not even know what happens to the ticket at that point. I think four, you people, four people didn't show up for the draft. Guys, 29, 30, 31, 32. 29, Wesley Hernandez... The Buccaneers at two hundred and
4: twenty-five to one. The guy wins. He wins the division. Yeah, I know. By the way, they might be hosting a dead Philadelphia team and right hosting now. a game. Yep. Oh, mama. That could be the spot. And I don't even know. Would you hedge at that point with them hosting Philadelphia? Maybe you let yeah. it ride. Maybe maybe all these people with tickets that are going to be available and you let it ride for a little bit. Okay. Uh huh. Like my ticket, for example. Look at that's almost a two hundred thousand dollar ticket on the Rams. If if it's going to be Jacksonville, Cleveland in round one, and that's a pick 'em. Or Jacksonville's favored. uh-huh. I'm absolutely betting on the Browns. There's zero doubt in my mind. Yeah. I have to. Right. I, I hate this Jacksonville team. I think they stink. Right. They've completely underperformed. I have no faith in Trevor Lawrence. Um okay. the team can not stay healthy. The defense is awful. I don't care what happened last week. And uh, you know, maybe maybe stock down on Doug Peterson. Um, by the way, your buddy, your partner, Scott Tribuco. Oh, this is he great. wasn't even paying attention. No, wasn't even paying attention. He walks up to the window.
5: With the draft, I'm going to take the Steelers. I go, I'm screaming at him. They just went. Yeah.
4: And and, and he just okay. I guess I'll take the Texans. And then here they are. Uh, you <laughs> you and others are screaming at him. Take Carolina. They almost won the division. I was, that's true. I did. And he's like, I guess I'll take the Texans. I know. I was, I like, was mad t- at him. A total mistake. I go, why don't you take Carolina? They can. That's a bad division.
5: And he, goes, and he takes the Texans. If they win, they're in. It's almost four hundred thousand dollars. That ticket. And and uh, you know, stranger things have happened. I CJ Stroud. Yeah, kinda of worked out for them, huh? Gotta win Saturday. But the same thing with the guy picking 28th. I mean, you think, you, you do this with Minshew, that they can they can make the playoffs.
4: Yeah. Still win a division, by the way. Pro sports better Brad Powers. Next we'll find out which path he's betting in the national title game coming up here on Beeson.
5: Great New Year's special, VEASAN Pro Access. Everything we do through May 1st, only $79. Unlimited access to the daily best bets, betting splits, premium analysis, 24-7 video, and all the betting guides. Limited time offer, VEASAN.com slash subscribe through May 1st. Everything for $79. Get it now.
4: Professional sports better Brad Powers joins the program now. You can follow him on X. He's at Brad Power 7 website, bradpowersports.com. Brad, as always, thanks for the time. Um, last Thursday episode here with uh, only one more game to be played in college football. It's the Natty next Monday night. Where are you at uh, emotionally as uh, another college football season comes to an end?
6: Oh, I'm fine with it being over with. I didn't have a good season, so uh, I'm ready to, to start uh, prepping for 2024. So I, I, I'm i kind of washed my hands with it a little bit. Um, I'm not sad. Uh, I mean, I'll probably miss it a month or so from now, but uh, I'm excited to, to get in the off season here.
4: Okay. Like, have you already started making notes for next year? I'm guessing that answer is obviously, yeah.
6: Yep, I have. Yep. Started, uh, you know, firing up the transfer portal, uh, recruiting uh, stuff, <laughs> inputs. So, yeah, it's already started. Uh, schedules are set for Big Ten and SEC already, so... It's already started. It has to. I mean, with the roster overhaul, coaching turnover, uh, overhaul, mm-hmm. it's not something, oh, you know what? It's 4th of July. Let's start prepping for college football. <laughs> those, those days are done.
4: Um. So other than, like, the outrights for next year to win the national championship, when do you think books will post other bets, like conference odds, win totals, overall, like where it's going to be, like, readily available for people?
6: That's a good question. Seems to get earlier every year. Yeah. Uh, I've seen stuff pop as early as February uh, here, not 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 widely available. I mean, I would say sometime in the spring you start getting stuff widely available. I mean, week one's pretty much widely available in May now. So uh, I think you can pretty you can make pretty much any bet you want on any market probably sometime in May.
5: Okay. okay. And you made one bet for next year so far.
6: I did. I bet Colorado under six and a half wins. Uh, pretty. Happy with that bet. Uh, I think they'll be improved, uh, but uh, it'll be interesting. I know they think that uh, you know all the conference they're going to the Big 12 is going to be easier. Yeah, maybe at the top it will be, but th- there's just not going to be very, a lot of layups in that conference. There's not a lot of separation between teams. And worried about this coaching staff. Uh, in, in case you missed it, the OC gone, DC gone. I'm, I might. I think this is a one-off for Dion. This is it. Uh, he's going to coach his kid for one more year. So. A lot of instability for, for for that team, and I I just don't trust it.
5: Okay, your thoughts on the title game now with Washington and Michigan, and and even your observations on Alabama gets one stop there, fourth and two, and they're going to win the game, and Michigan wins in overtime.
6: Yeah, let me first, uh, I'll start with the Rose Bowl takeaways. Obviously, I thought Michigan was probably the right side, uh, for, even though they were down seven, they're late. But, uh, I mean, they won the line of scrimmage, particularly in the first half. They mm-hmm. controlled matters. Probably should have been up more uh, on Alabama. It's probably fortunate was only down three at the break. But with that being said, uh, sorry about that. Uh, with that being said, I mean – you make one stop game over. And uh, that was kind of story of my season. I mean, any, anything that was kind of a, a 50, you 50, know, uh, <laughs> type of game. I did not come out on top in that regard. I thought the Alabama got out coached. I thought, you know, the, the, they're certainly not as talented as what they've been in the past at the skill position, particularly a wide receiver, Uh quarterback struggled to, 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 to throw the ball, uh, Milrow. And then obviously the, the biggest, Uh, I think takeaway was, I mean, the offensive line was atrocious, particularly at center. So uh, that was the negative for Alabama. Kudos for Michigan for overcoming uh, some mistakes. They were a little tight, probably early. JJ McCarthy showed that by throwing, you know, basically a pick on the first play that they got reviewed and overturned. But uh, Michigan impressed me that they're deep. They won the line scrimmage. And you know, moving over to the next game, I mean, Washington also impressed me. I would argue that Washington's best two performances of the entire season have been their last two games. So uh, they controlled matters pretty much start to finish. They were the right side in that game. Uh, so what, how does that you know portray into this game? I think Michigan's style of play is just it's more repeatable. If that makes sense, yeah. uh, I trust it. It's more consistent. Uh, I think they're more deep than Texas's up front on defense. And they're obviously better than Texas is in the back end and the secondary. I think Michigan's ability to run on Washington uh, is probably the biggest edge in the game. I think they can run right at Washington's front, to say the least. Uh, the question is, you know, Michael Penix, uh, certainly when he's on, it's pretty. I mean, it's it's, you know, if he has one of those types of games where he's throwing the ball down 40, 50 yards down the field and it's right there in the bread basket, tough to beat. But I think he's going to get a little bit more pressure. Not that Michigan's going to sack him like they did Milrose six times, but they get a little bit of pressure in his face a little bit more than, than Texas did. I think they can disrupt matters. i bet Michigan on the open minus three and a half. I'll probably... Come back and bet it again if I can get a cheap money line, which is usually what you see on game day for national championship, Super Bowl type type of events. So uh, I bet the Wolverines I'm rooting for them pretty good because uh, I got one of my bigger bets on them. I laid three and a half.
4: Uh, do you have a number in mind when you mention cheap money line? Like if it reaches what number are you going to be like, OK, that's good enough for me. I'm going to fire.
6: Yeah. Minus 175 is what I'm looking at now. It was available there for a little bit. I, I guess I'm too stupid and too slow. Uh, I was thinking, oh, you know what? Maybe I get even cheaper than that because you do have this phenomenon where oh, it's a national title game. You get a little bit more recreational action and you know what they want to do. They want to bet a little to win a lot. Easiest way to do that is to bet Washington, the underdog on the money line. So uh, I was thinking, Hey man, maybe I can get a minus minus one fifty. market. Seems to like this Washington team, at least more than I do. So a uh, little bit missed opportunity there, but if I if it comes back to like minus one seventy five, I think the cheapest I can get right now is minus one eighty five. I'll I'll make another bet on Michigan, and you know what that means? Washington will win by three touchdowns. Knowing uh, how my season's gone, you,
5: uh, the you mentioned during the break the lack of leadership with college football in the NC two A is, is alarming. I can't believe they played a playoff game that got over at one in the morning on the East Coast. Well, how about what the FCS is doing? The game the, the game should be Saturday leading into Pittsburgh and Baltimore. They're playing Sunday afternoon, South Dakota State uh, against Montana in the championship game. Do you, I saw your tweet with what Sagarin has this jackrabbit team with those great North Dakota State teams. Do you agree with that? And what do you think of South Dakota State laying 12 and a half?
6: Yeah, he's got him. I mean, if you want to put him in perspective, you know, going back to 98 when his uh, power ratings got published in the BCS era, he's got him the third best FCS team in the last quarter century. Kind of, I agree with that. Uh, If you look at this year, he's got them in the top 20 counting FBS teams in his power ranks. I would have South Dakota state uh, if we're putting them in the FBS, they'd be in my top 30. That's how good this team is. 28 straight wins. Uh, You know, this year they played nine ranked teams at the FCS level, you know, obviously won all those games. You look at some of their statistical profile, they are plus 3.2 yards per play margin. (laughs) To put that in perspective, you know, if we're talking the last 10 years or so in college football, you talk about the great, the two best college football teams at the FBS level, that would be probably 2019 LSU, 2020 Alabama. They were like plus 2.8 yards wow. per play margin, South Dakota state plus 3.2. That's how dominant this team has been. And obviously look at the point spread They're, I mean, near two, two touchdown favorite in a national championship game. Now, would I bet them? No. I mean, I, I play numbers. There was a very early 14 and a half that I took a little bit of peace on uh, Montana, but I will say this: the more I dive into it, the more I think about it. I think South Dakota State, even being a significant favorite, is probably the right side. Nothing not significant value though, uh, not compared to mm. what, what I've been betting all year at the FCS level.
5: What do you think of DJ going to Florida State?
6: That's okay. It doesn't really move the needle too much okay. uh, for me. Like, oh, Florida State's gonna be back to being a playoff team. They got to they got some holes in that roster that they got to clear up. And I gotta be honest with you guys. I know the game didn't mean anything. I know they were devastated not being in the playoff. I still would have liked to see a little bit more competitive spirit out of that team than what I uh, what yeah. I saw. I mean, Texas A&M was down 15 starters with an interim coach. They showed some their quarterback got hurt on the first offensive series of the game. They mm-hmm. showed more competitive spirit than what Florida State did.
4: Yeah. Yep. I totally agree. I mean, it's well next year obviously when we go to the 12 team playoff. The other bowl games though, I mean I can't, yeah. like, what What are they, honestly, like, how many players are going to take those seriously?
6: Not many. And yeah. so what do I have to do? I, I got to tone it down a little bit. I mean, I, I made over 70 bets on the open, uh, had a losing record, even though, even with more than two points per game on average, had a losing record. So I'm, I'm going to have to, <laughs> I know it's tempting for me when I see stuff and I expect it to move significantly. Right. I'm going to be a little bit less volume next bowl season. Yeah.
4: Well, look how wild, I'll bring up the Ohio State game. You could buy back, though, too. Oh. but Open six and a half, Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Missouri yep. got to a two and a half yep. point favorite. Then on game day, Brad, that reached, uh, what was it, five? Was it even higher yep. than that on game day? <laughs> and they go out there and they look like that?
6: Yeah. Tough pill to swallow, Oh, huh? uh, that one. I uh, should have stuck with my initial gut instinct, but that was Missouri. Huh.
4: You're right about, I think Georgia could have done the tush-push the entire game and covered.
6: Oh. Could have taken a knee on two-thirds of their snaps <laughs> yes. and they covered that game. A I forward mean, knee and they unbelievable. covered unbelievable. Oh, it's not like Georgia didn't have any opt-outs. And you watch the second half. I mean, almost their entire lineup's true freshmen, and they're still killing Florida State. Yep.
4: yep.
5: Great job, sir. Appreciate yep. it. Enjoy the offseason.
6: Happy New Year, guys. Thanks You're for done. having me all Same year. You. Thank you. Thanks for the Brad. best.
4: There you go. Brad Power 7 on X. BradPowerSports.com is the website. Very few people will be surprised if Jim Harbaugh. Boats for bolts for the nfl after monday's national title game but a landing spot referred to as quote very much in play for him could surprise you
3: witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
5: Michigan, Washington on Monday. If you want an edge, get an intro offer 999. Access to every recap of the every play, every host, every guest, and the betting splits and every bowl guide. Limited time offer. VCN.com slash subscribe. Sign up 99. Become part of the team. VSN.com slash subscribe. I have a feeling Saturday nights making this one. Here we go.
3: No bias. You
1: will respect my authority.
3: No pulled punches. Your wife cheated on you because you lost sight of who you are as a man. As a husband. <laughs> no agenda. There is no fear in this dojo. This is no hyperbole. This
6: is the best part of the week. Here's
7: the maestro, Mike Baum. I'm yeah, sorry, Paul, Saturday night is not What a <laughs> Monday night. Number five, the DeBoer war on the clock. Oh. You can't argue with the success DeBoer has had wherever he's been, uh, including Division II, Fresno State, and Washington. But the handling of the clock in the last seven and a half minutes of this game left a lot to be desired. Okay, after Texas scores a touchdown to cut it to 34-28, Washington gets the ball back at their own 25, 7-23 to go. On second and 11 from the 24, and this is one of the pictures for this one, they snap the ball with 13 seconds left on the clock, Mitch. Second and three from the 42, they snap the ball with nine seconds left on the clock. Third and goal from the 10, he throws an incomplete pass. Would have forced Texas to use their second timeout. The worst thing about this is Pennix could have just slid down there inbounds. Instead, he threw it away. It, was, it wasn't even yeah. a pass. It could have been a touchdown. They kick the field goal. Texas marches down. They hold them to a field goal. And now they get the ball back with a minute nine after they uh, get the onsides. If Texas has one timeout, the game's over, right? If he'd have run the ball. Well, they used their timeout after the after the first down. But I mean very bad luck for them that the running back gets injured. You could have argued he could have taken 3 knees and been down to 12 seconds. Yep. You know, back up, back up take a knee and pump with 12 and the game's over. Anyhow, I don't think he can anticipate the injury. But because of the mismanagement of the clock, there's at least 30 seconds they could have run off on the snap clock and the and the running the, and throwing the ball on third and 10, you know, they have to bat a ball away in the end zone to win that game. It would have been one of the worst beats of all time. Texas would have somehow advanced. All right. The next four, the rest of the four, are all from Saturday night <laughs> in Dallas. This was one of the greatest travesties I've ever seen in my life. Derek talks about African-American. This was a travesty. This was the worst team in football in the late 80s, and in five years, he took them to two Super Bowls, and they were the team of the 90s. You made Jimmy Johnson wait 30 years to get in the ring of honor? Well, that's a different argument for a different day. So let's go to the play on the field. Number four, straight tripping. These are going to be in chronological order of the game. Okay. Dallas intercepts golf. uh, Donovan Wilson on the 29 with 205 to go up 17 to 13. Here we go. Sarah Thomas. She's part of Brad Allen's crew. She missed two of those four calls. They got in a row wrong in green Bay on that Sunday night game in week 13, Kansas city at green Bay. Tony Pollard runs for seven yards, setting up second and three at the two-minute warning. But here comes a flag from side judge Sarah Thomas, the Neil Armstrong of female officials, right? First to do a college bowl game, first to be in the NFL, first to work a Super Bowl. She calls trippy uh, on Peyton Hendershot, who is the Dallas tight end, who tripped no one on the play. Aiden Hutchinson tried to trip Pollard. It's clear as day. I I screamed on the play. What are you talking about? Well, obviously, this now backs Dallas up to the 44-yard line, okay? A horrible, horrible missed call, which leads us to number three. Big Mac's not-so-special sauce. <laughs> what is McCarthy doing with his play calling? He could have run the ball three times here, granted if he could get five yards, although they might have been in field goal range from the 44. He could have run the ball three times and given golf 50 seconds. He threw the ball three times. He gained 11 yards on first down, he's well within field goal range. He throws a pass out of the back of the end zone. I mean, it's just diabolical to not run the ball there. You could argue this was the worst of all, worse than Brad Allen and worse than Campbell, but I gotta go in chronological order so it makes sense. But this was what allowed Goff to slowly matriculate the ball down the field, 11 yards down it, and they they stayed in bounds. I almost thought, Mitch, when they had fourth and six, With a minute 46, they were better off going for it and trying to win the game. You knew Detroit was gonna go down the field with that much time. I don't think Goff could have done it with under 45 seconds. All right, this moves us to number two. Eventually, they score the touchdown with 23 seconds to go and I think we all knew Dan Campbell was gonna go for two. Mm -hmm. Number two, you've heard of sleight of hand. This was sleight of tackle. Don't look at what one tackle's doing the other time. This was all set up by Campbell to deceive the Cowboys into who was the tackle eligible, right? And what they ended up doing was either fooling Brad Allen or Brad Allen forgot. All right, so Dan Skipper's the right tackle, number 70. All right, he comes running in before the play motioning, which if the Cowboys are looking at it, might be saying with the wipe down that I'm eligible, right? However, Taylor Decker, who's the left tackle, standing there talking to Brad Allen. If you look, Brad Allen is looking at 70, who he says had reported several other times. However, he clearly nods to Taylor Decker as he's going. Now, in most cases, they, had, they would announce this. The referee would turn on his microphone and announce this to the crowd and the, and the defense. But because it was so loud at Jerry World for this play to decide the game, he ran to the line to tell the Cowboys. And what did he tell them? He told them 70 was eligible instead of 68. I believe in my heart of hearts, he confused it, Brad Allen. Now, you're going to have all the other officials come on and say, ah, it's Decker's fault. It's it. Decker walked up to him and talked to him. What was he talking to him about? Hey, tough game at night in Green Bay? All right. <laughs> so now so now he calls the penalty for illegal touching. By the way, I don't think it was an illegal formation. I don't think he was covered up anyhow, uh, which a lot of the Cowboy fans want to say it's illegal formation anyhow. So the penalty gets called, which leads us to number one. Okay. Damn the officials full speed ahead. What is Campbell doing going for two from the seventh? Why wouldn't you kick the extra point and go to overtime in that spot? I mean, you're still playing for the two seed. Conceivably the one if San Francisco were to have lost uh, against the Commanders. But no, 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 not Dan Campbell. Doesn't care what he says, it's how he feels. And he feels he can get it from the seven. And then the Cowboys jump offside, give him a free play, which they don't convert. So now it goes from the seven to the three and a half, and he still goes for it. And he doesn't get it. And what's going to end up happening to your Detroit Lions? Oh, Matt Stafford's going to roll into town on wildcard weekend. And I bet you we're going to need the Lions. I- I've talked to everyone in Detroit, Patrick Maher, Derek, all Derek's. They are definitely afraid of Matt Stafford and that Rams team coming in there and beating them in that home game. But that's what you wound up with, and that's no hyperbole.
4: So you are, you reffed, right, a lot of games when you were younger. I did. But right? You've done this in a lot of sports I overall. Did. Okay, so you are a stickler for this, and it really bothers you. I mean, that this, basically what you just did is explain why I'm not going to bet on either of these teams in playoff games. Because I think both McCarthy's an absolute train wreck when it comes to time management. And There's a difference between being aggressive and reckless and stupid. Yeah, yeah, yes, he's... Uh, all
5: these well, guys, well, I'm, right I'm, I'm, yeah, gonna, I'm here to I win wanna, the game. I
7: want to tell you, what you just said is Campbell fake punting... On. That's right. Oh, oh, into 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 the Packers where yeah, there was no advantage to be nine, gained right. there. Zero. He did it
5: again. It worked, it, yeah. though, but he yeah, did, he it, did again. it again. He'll fake yeah. a punt from the 15 again <laughs> in the playoffs. Just game. because he
7: feels it's the right time, yeah. not because he has a schematic advantage. Yeah, That's exactly right. right. Inter- and, Inter- right. And, and, oh, by the way, at some point, by the way, Dan, teams know that you're going to do Can this. Can we go back two years in the wild card round when Dallas, when, when Dallas had the home field and they tried to, tried to run that play with 14 seconds left with Dak up the middle? And couldn't get the ball set? And he uh, g- couldn't believe that? Hey,
4: don't forget 2014 NFC title well, game. Green Bay X Seattle. 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 That, game, that
7: cost me a lot of
4: money. Game should have been 30 oh. nothing Packers at halftime. Otherwise, this guy's kicking field goals on fourth oh. and inches at the one. Just like, you're pulling your hair out watching this guy. Nothing's ever changed with time management. And then Campbell, yeah, reckless is the word. Too emotional. Too <laughs> emotional. He's too emotionally invested into this stuff. The, the, his, red, his face is, is as red as a fire hydrant during games because he's so ramped up. Like, what was the cutoff, though? Well, I didn't want to go to overtime. What if the ball's at the 12? Sure, I'm still going. Man, what's a, I know. Yeah, yeah. It was like, come on, man. Your win probability plummeted. And I'll give you another one. On top of all this, the league then doubles down this week. Oh, come on. Sends out the Brad video. Ann-
7: and puts, how about they put Brad Allen on the Pittsburgh Baltimore yeah, game? It's on yeah. a standalone. A standalone game.
4: I like what Brent Musburger said to start his show on Sunday. Countdown to kickoff here. He came on noon Eastern, by the way. And he just said, unacceptable. He's not going to get a playoff
7: game, but that's not enough. He goes, he needs to be suspended well into next year. I don't believe he won't get a playoff game. Brad Allen is ranked amongst the top five every year. I pointed this out last year. Do you remember the Devontae Adams catch in Seattle? He took a nine and a half minutes to try to determine if that. If you can't tell in two minutes, you can't overturn it. Okay. He's, he's devolved from that 2012 Oregon-Wisconsin Rose Bowl. And can I just say this? I know everybody's going nuts about the roughing, the, the, the five-yard running into the kicker call in the Rose Bowl. I thought both those crews were really great uh, on 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 Monday. It was a Big 12 crew that did the Rose Bowl game and a Big 10 crew that did the game in New Orleans. I thought they were really good. I, you would not have called rough uh, running yeah, into the kicker? Yes, probably is. But the, I can see in real time where the, 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 the umpire and the referee thought – that that kicker was hanging his leg out there a bit. Because I think it was, a, it was a beat late that he still had his leg out there. I know it's it was fourth and three or whatever, and it gives him a first down. But if that's the blemish of the game, there's a lot of other things you could screw up. I well, don't think they over-officiated these games. There wasn't a ton of flags. They got all the reviews right.
4: Yeah, Alabama killed themselves. They know it. Saban said it the whole week. The coaching was terrible in that game. The play calling for the first half, they never adjusted. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Center, yep. Center, yep. Sacks, yep. yep. That play was going to work on fourth, by the way, in overtime. Sure, was they got
7: to the end to rush up, or you could have hit the back, too. Sure. But he panicked Two once off, the snap was, was low.
4: Mike Pritchard on the program coming up next. He played for a long time in the NFL, current v analyst. Uh, what caught his eye for betting week 18 in the NFL?
5: New customers bet $5, pocket 150 in bonus bets at DraftKings. You get the league pass. For the rest of the season as well, download the app, promo code VEASAN. Incredible menu and offers and creativity at DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Go get it.
4: I love our next guest. Known him for a long time. I would consider taking a bullet for him. Oh. Mm, it depends on what kind of, if we're drinking, depends on he's telling good stories, then maybe I would. Other than that, I'd have to re-examine exactly where we're at. The situation, but uh, Mike Pritchard joins the program now. Uh, (laughs) He won a national title (laughs) at Colorado, played in the NFL for 10 years, current NFL analyst here at Veasan. How are you, pal? Happy New Year!
2: Happy New Year! You know where you started out in Vegas. You you might have taken a bullet for a lot of people. People don't know that about uh, Mitch Moss Probably. in the hard streets of North Las Vegas.
4: Yeah, I did. That. Yeah, the mean streets. I used to live out on Nellis and Owens, buddy. Come on, That's right? You you know That's where right. the mean
2: streets are here in town. It's a little dicey. Yep, a little dicey. Uh,
4: so how tricky is it for you? You've been in this situation. You know it, it, when you played week eight was week seventeen back then. Week eighteen now. Like we think we know what the game plan is going to be for several of these teams, but do we really know? How many coaches are like telling the truth? You think?
2: Well, I mean, they got to be careful because they, they want their guys to still be playing at an elite level, if that's possible, mentally and physically. Uh, but then also be smart about it. I mean, uh, now that we have the number one seeds with the buys, I, I think the decision gets easier for a lot of teams, uh, and therefore, you know, you're going to rest your key players. Um, or most important players, especially if you've already qualified for the playoffs, you're, you're seated uh, appropriately as well. Uh, and now you just start to focus on on gearing up for the playoffs. So you know, rest is everything right now, fellas. Um, uh, it's it is such a long year. I mean, think about it. We just had the Super Bowl last February, right? And in, in 2023, and then you go through the whole season, off season. Uh, it's an emotional roller coaster, as we know, and then certainly uh, a physical one too. So. Uh, you just got to be smart about it. the only thing I'll say this uh, about that, uh, fellas, is you know when we're when we're betting these games. I mean, I mean, think about if a backup gets hurt though. Like, say if a key backup gets hurt, you know that's that's what got San Francisco in trouble. Like their backup to Brock Purdy was not really available either because he got hurt. So the backup to the backup uh, is playing, uh, and therefore there's a noticeable drop off too. So uh, I, I think. Coaches fear that the most. Like if my important backup gets hurt in one of these games uh, coming up this weekend, uh, then where do we go from here? So uh, they're going to be cautious about it, but, but rightly so.
7: Pritch, I want to go to one game in particular, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Um, One thing you've taught me doing these Fridays on Lombardi line with you is how the familiarity of, of division foes sort of levels out the playing field of a talent differential. I know Baltimore doesn't want to get anyone hurt, and they've clenched the one seed and they have a week off. Well, isn't there a motivation for Baltimore? They can't do anything about Cleveland being in the AFC bracket, but they can do something about Pittsburgh being in the AFC bracket. And this is their most bitter rival. How motivated is Baltimore to win this game?
2: Well, Baltimore is very motivated, Mike. Um, You know, I, I think... You know, even if you're a backup player, you're motivated for a lot of reasons. You know, if you're the backup quarterback, you're going in and, and uh, you want to you know, show that you can play and, and maybe you'll get a different type of opportunity as well. I mean, that's the thing about professional sports. We're always looking for that next opportunity. Uh, so you don't want to go out there and say, OK, yeah, we're playing Pittsburgh. Let's just get through this game and get, get it over with. I, the rivalry game, the competitive nature of this game, uh, I believe will will that Baltimore will bring that to the table. Right. The only thing is, is are they going to be good enough? And uh, I'll say, I'll say this. I mean, all year long, we've had backup quarterbacks. The majority of the league have been backup quarterbacks. Right. And we we've betted accordingly. We've gotten used to that. So uh, I I think from a competitive nature, I think that will be there. The atmosphere will be there. Uh, It's up to Pittsburgh to show up and execute. And uh, we'll see if, if Rudolph can keep it going and if the, the explosive nature of this offense can keep it going or or Pittsburgh's confidence level. I mean, Tomlin, and you said this, Mike, Tomlin is everything when it comes to down the stretch uh, and his team surging, uh, avoiding one and losing record and perhaps uh, make themselves uh, available for the playoffs as well.
5: I know you used to do UNLV games. Can you believe Shane Steichen
2: and the job he's done
5: <laughs> that he has the Colts in a win and in
2: situation? I cannot, you know, I can't believe Mike Sanford's offense has appeared in the Super Bowl. I mean, that, <laughs> yes. that's, that's what this is, right? I mean, look at the Colts, and uh, it's, it's Mike Sanford's offense here at UNLV. It's, it's Utah back when they, uh, when they had um, the guy that messed up his leg. What was his Alex name? Alex Smith. Yeah, Alex, Alex Smith. Smith. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so it, it's one of those offenses that allows for six eligibles, and it really puts a lot of pressure on a defense. Uh, and he's doing this with Gardner Minshew, too, by the way. Uh, yes. He's done an incredible, incredible job. The offseason that they had to with JT and and Ursa, I mean, uh, good luck with that if you're a head coach. And he managed it. Uh, I mean, he's making sure. Saturday look like a, a high school coach now. Yeah.
5: So you played almost ten years in the league. Uh, so we got into rest, rust. How about how about the teams that are can't wait till the season's over? And and Dion, <laughs> Dion always says the U hauls are backed up. Do you have a possible a couple of possibilities there where it's
2: you could get some ugly performances on Sunday? I mean, just trying to keep it together, right? Um, you know, Denver, Carolina. I mean, Carolina's packed up. I mean, their owner. I mean, my goodness, the culture <laughs> yeah. there is ridiculous, right? Um, Arizona. I, I thought Arizona would be, but somehow Gannon's got those guys playing hard, uh, and any support of Kyla Murray too, which is which is interesting uh, you know it is tough maybe the Bengals uh, maybe the Bengals uh, because they, they're without Burrow and Burrow is everything to that situation so uh, I would dive deep into that uh, we know this as betters you always have to keep this in mind each and every year there are multiple opportunities for a head coaching position uh, because they can't get it right there's more teams that are just average or cannot get it right in the National Football League I mean, we knew who the elite teams were coming into this year in offseason and it's played out that way. So uh, most teams are average or below average and they can't get it right. Washington's another one. Uh, So, you you know, keep that in mind uh, this week when when you're betting these games.
4: Why would the Chargers care about Sunday's game?
2: Great question. That's another one. Uh, You can go down the list. Really, you can. Um, Outside of people feeling like they're getting an opportunity to prove themselves, Mitch, that's really it. Outside of that, maybe incentives. Uh, the Pro Bowls were announced, uh, you know, and guys are getting incentives that way. The awards at the end of the year, uh, if you're close to that, like Mack, you know, does he want to be the sack leader or not? You know, things like that. Legacy. Uh, if you're an older player, do I have a chance to qualify for the Hall of Fame or not? I mean, things like that come into play. Selfish, uh, selfish uh, attention to, to certainly your selfish awards or, or, or what you can accomplish selfishly. Uh, I think those come to the surface with those dysfunctional teams right now.
4: Rich, couple things here on the Raiders. You live here in Las Vegas. You're a connected guy. Devontae Adams came out this week and said, we want Pierce to get the job. Uh, does, do you think that's the feeling in that entire locker room? And then beyond that, did you see the story in the R.J. where they, there was a story yesterday saying, Harbaugh to the Raiders is absolutely real. Are you buying that?
2: I am. I am. I, I think... Um, You know, Mark Davis, he needs a headliner, right? Uh, He lives in Vegas and uh, he needs a headliner. I I think um, when he hired Becky Hammond, I mean, to be the head coach of the Aces, they've won two championships now. Um, uh, he's he's seen the light, you know, and uh, up in Oakland, you, you don't really need a headliner, but in Vegas, you need a headliner, and uh, he tried to get Tom Brady, uh, that didn't come to fruition there, and, and certainly the Josh McDaniels thing, uh, that was ridiculous, but um, I, I think he's exploring whether or not he needs a headliner. The thing about Antonio Pierce uh, is he appears to, like, the veterans, right? Max Crosby, Devontae Adams, and people like that, but the Raiders have gone through this transition where they have a lot of people that have no idea what the Raiders uh, nation is about or what what the Raiders culture could be about. Antonio Pierce has tapped into that uh, and it's been refreshing uh, and he's been a leader. And that's something I think the organization needs, too. But he needs people around him. Uh, Patrick Graham has been phenomenal defensively, but he needs to go out and get an offense coordinator big time if, if he's going to be the guy.
7: Rich, you were an exceptional tailback at Rancho and an all worldwide receiver at Colorado and in the NFL. You're really good at breaking down schemes, defense versus offense. Talk about the national title game. Penix in this Washington offense against the great Michigan defense. And are you on a side, Michigan minus four and a half?
2: Oh, I'm not on a side yet. Um, I had uh, the two dogs teased up, uh, so that got me through. Plus, then I took Michigan on the money line, too. So uh, it's great to have a position. It brings clarity. I, and I, that's my that would be my tip. I, I think... Michigan has so much offense and so much they can get to, and they execute so well offensively, uh, defensively. We know they clog the middle, susceptible to the outside. Uh, Penix and Washington, they're so explosive on the outside uh, and, and the vertical passing game. I, I think we got a good one, uh, a good one, guys. I, I think we're going to have the best matchup of the four. Um, I, Michigan can dominate you, possess the football. You got to be uh, conscious of that certainly uh and that might give them an the edge in this one uh because they do have ways to kind of control the game whereas whereas washington is just really explosive offensively defensively uh, a lot to be desired there right now for the huskies
4: love talking to you pritch uh thanks for the you time too, today guys. happy new year be good hang tight here because i want to ask you something during the break okay absolutely in pocket plays coming up next uh, as well here on follow the money it's visa the sports betting network